everyone, welcome back to the Top Soil Podcast. Good to be back in Soil Nation World Headquarters with Trent. Trent, a lot of big, uh, Trent with Stout Seeds and uh, myself with Continuum Ag have been super busy over the last month planting. We're down here in Southeast Iowa. Things are up and growing now. I think there, there might be a couple percent of the acres that still got to be planted, but for the most part, everything's all done and looks pretty good for the most part. Um, there's going to be some issues arise or like we can kind of see some issues coming. That's for sure. But for the most part, things look pretty good. Um, Trent, what's your kind of takeaway here about planting overall? Um, I thought things went fairly well. Once we were able to get in, of course, we were behind at the beginning, but we're sitting pretty good now, especially compared to guys north of, north of us, northern Iowa and Minnesota. They're really hurting. But I don't know what's your thoughts on plantability stuff. Things seem like they went pretty well. I know you were busy treating a lot, but treating well, a lot of seed. But. I think it's interesting that, you know, if you look back 50 years ago, how long it took guys to get through a planting season. And like with the equipment that we have nowadays, how fast guys can put the crop in the ground. Yeah. It's like this old uh, conventional wisdom that we have that like, as soon as it's time to plant, we got to get out there and just throw it in the ground as fast as we can. And we looked at like a seven to eight to nine day window that we had a pretty good run in when things cleaned up. Yeah. We, it took us a long time to get started. A long time, I say like April 19th, you know, yeah. 18th range um, to get going. We're got, a lot of guys like to maybe get that first stuff in the ground right after Easter, right. April 10th. Um, so they just felt like they were in this rush that they were behind the eight ball from the start. But and really. then all of a sudden this eight day window opened up and it was like guys were done with corn in three days and then three days later they were done with beans and yeah. before May 1st hit, everything was in the ground. So just down here in Southeast Iowa, we're definitely 100% planted on corn. The first time around, we had some rains that guys are probably going to do a little bit of replanting yet, yeah. or, you know, uh, they already have done some replant. Uh, but then when you look at soybeans, uh, we're probably 85 to 90 percent. I mean, we have 90 percent of our soybeans out the door. We still got that last, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred units yet to go on the ground. So, um, I'd, I would say just a general trend south of Interstate 80, east of 35, and this southeast Iowa quadrant, probably sitting 85 to 90 percent in the ground on soybeans. Yeah. So guys are sitting good. First round of hay crops starting to come off. Yeah. Um, we did not have an exceptional cover crop growing spring. No. And we've talked about that in some previous episodes. So we didn't have the residue to manage. Um, or get killed or have to deal with before planting corn or soybeans. So for some guys that actually probably helped out, but for the guys that needed that for forage, mm -hmm. they're looking at some pretty smaller tonnage, uh, yeah. a lot less yield with cereal rye, triticale, whatever it may be that they typically chop this time of year. Um, and after some really poor hay crops last year because of the drought south of Highway 92, some of these cattle guys down there are probably stretching and scratching for yeah. how they're going to make the feed feed inventory stretch this year. So 
overall, that's just pretty much some general thoughts and of the progress of, of planning that I've seen so yeah. far. No, I definitely think right along the same lines. And as far as some of the cover crop stuff now, I mean, anything that didn't get killed off, didn't get sprayed, most of that rye now is up and headed out. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not seven foot tall like no, we've seen I mean, before, but it's three foot tall. And it no. hit that antithesis, you know, over the winter and now it it knows it's time to be done. It no. just doesn't have the big old growth. But and I think things are decomposing pretty well too. Like multiple fields that we're in that the cover crop was six inches tall, that stuff is like gone. Mm. Like degraded back to the soil and it's about gone. I've been doing some biomass samples in that. And the one sample was, like I said, like maybe four or five inches tall when we killed it and uh, planted planted into it green and killed it afterwards. And when we pulled samples on it last week, we had like 700 pounds of biomass out there. That's it. So things are decomposing pretty quick. I think even our bigger stuff, we had some rye that was 10, 12 inches tall that we planted into. And most of that's already decomposed and heading back into the ground too. So that'll be interesting to kind of keep watching that and i think it'll be interesting too to look based on the lack of cover crop growth how that influences weed suppression um i know we're looking at we're spraying post-emerge stuff um, here this week and trying to hold off as long as we can to let some of the stragglers kind of get going and all that too and and have as have stuff out there that we can kill as much as we can and let that crop get up in canopy but we don't have the cover crop weed suppression like we've had in the past mm -hmm. and i think with it being a little bit wet it's that's encouraging variety of weeds to get going now too and they've got pretty good conditions to to really get growing pretty humid and everything so so they are getting going and yeah, we're gonna be getting out spraying to get ahead of stuff here really soon. Um, with that, we were looking at spraying off our cover crop and stuff. And, and I know we had talked earlier about switching in like Gramoxone and whatnot versus Roundup. So wanted to give a little bit of an update on that. <clears throat> we sprayed some Gramoxone at some, a couple fields of, of our rye cover crop, just cereal rye. One field was the one that we had hailed on last year and the rye reseeded itself and it was super thick, like bushels of rye per acre, super thick. So all the rye plants themselves were really spindly and didn't, not a lot of vegetative growth to them. Actually, I had more biomass in a field where we had 30 pounds of rye seeded, drilled in in October versus that field where we, where it seeded itself with like bushels and bushels of rye which is really interesting to look at, you know, 20, 30 bushel per acre seeding rate versus a half a bushel an acre seeding rate. The half a bushel seeding rate was also planted two months later mm -hmm. and had more growth on it. The other thing, there's a lot of guys looking at December seeded cover crops and whatnot. And our December seeded stuff looked really good, <laughs> like surprisingly really good. And, uh, but anyway, so back to the gramoxone stuff. So where we sprayed the gramoxone on the rye that was really thick, it did not 
get it killed very well, where it was really thin and that Vermoxone was able to work really well and get good, even coating, it worked pretty well. But some of our Vermoxone where it was thick, we had to come back in and actually clean it up with Roundup. And um, where we just sprayed the Roundup, um, that worked fine on the first pass. And no big deal, um, things killed pretty well um, compared to what we've seen in the past. And so now we're happy with it. Now things are cleaned up and I think our corn looks really good. You know, we had our trash rippers set pretty aggressive here this year, just pushing everything right out of the way. And we got a pretty good furrow, I think underneath that and pretty good conditions. And once we got that seed in the ground at the early part of that window, we had good heat, um, almost a little too dry, needed a little bit of rain. But once we got the rain, things went really well. Now our corn looks good. Um, one thing we were kind of brought up, and maybe we don't dig into it too much here today, but talking about some of these emerging issues with some corn that's starting to look yellow and some things are, I don't know, the, that the corn is needing to get to that second level of nutrients in the ground. Um, it's ready for a little extra shot. Um, things are wanting to grow fast. We're getting the heat units and that corn's wanting to, to take off. And I think the moisture is there. Um, the sunlight now, I mean, ended up being pretty nice here today, but it was kind of cloudy um, for the most of the day. But what's your thoughts there, Trent, I guess, on that, the nutrients that we've got out there and the seed, for the most part, seedlings looked really good to begin with. Now I think we're running into a little bit of issues. Do you think that's kind of what you're seeing or not so much? As far as like corn that's not really nice dark green anymore, there's some yellow streaking and whatnot out there in the fields. And, and a lot of it I can definitely see where it's finding manure and where it's not. That's, that's been really obvious. But well, I think we're going to do a whole episode on yeah, that. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. we don't really dig into it too much. You know, right now. so we'll have a whole planning report card episode for you guys tomorrow, and just we'll detail a lot of the agronomic issues that we're seeing in the field right now. Yeah. But going back to your Grimoxone and Roundup, yeah, you know, just talking about the different styles of kill that we've kind of seen. You know, there's really three major burn downs when it comes to cereal rye. We're saying Grimoxone, that's the Syngenta trade label name for Paraquat. Yeah. So for any of you guys that use Paraquat, maybe aren't familiar with Gramoxone, that's what we're talking about. Um, completely different group mode of action than Roundup is, yeah. or glyphosate, um, and then also, you know, Clethodum or Select. So um, those are really the three major ones, uh, and they all vary in the speed at which they, they kill that rye crop off. And there's different applications too that you have to kind of be aware of. So like, with Gramoxone, we know that you want sunny temperatures. Yeah, it's you know, you want it to be hot. You need more water for the coverage. Um, and if you falter in any of those things, if you don't have the water, was it 20 gallons? Some, yeah, guys, pretty, yeah, some guys are running 25 18, gallons. 20, 25, yeah. So, you know, if you falter in, the, in your water usage to get the coverage, you cannot have very good results. If you spray on a cloudy day, you can have not very mm -hmm. good results. So it's important to understand what type of chemical you're applying and what that chemical needs to work. Right. You know, um, just to understand. Now I know that there's some guys who have mixed Roundup and Paraquat or Gramoxone, just saying I just want to make one trip and I want to make sure make it's sure dead, it's right? Yeah. 
So, um, but even in those situations, I looked at rye today on sand ground that was five foot tall, headed out, that was sprayed, you know, the, yesterday, or it was actually sprayed on Friday last week, which was a nice sunny day, mm -hmm. and it's not showing any symptoms of dying yet. Really? And that so, was sprayed with the Gamoxone or with Roundup? That was sprayed with both. Oh. Yeah. So that was uh, interesting. I, you know, hadn't seen that before. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, I think it'll be fine. I think it just needs some sunshine, um, and it, it'll kill here in a little bit. But um, guy's getting ready to plant corn, you know, and he's going to be planting corn probably as we're doing this podcast into that standing, uh, standing crop. So, um, gramoxone typically kills the fastest, hmm. then Roundup, right. and well, then Clefidum. Right, because that gramoxone, know? so it's a contact herbicide, cell membrane disruptor that it gets in. And it's essentially causing the chlorophyll cells to burst. Right. And uh, and that's why it releases quickly. It kills it quickly. It smells different too. Mm -hmm. You can smell the rye dying different. Where with the Roundup, it works in through the plant to sure. get into the growing systems or uh, to the growing points and disrupt those proteins that are that are happening um, in there. And uh, so it takes a little bit more time to work all sure. the way into the plant. So, but I think, you know, guys who have rolled too, it's yeah. worth mentioning guys that are mechanically terminating rye, yeah. um, by rolling it have had pretty good results this year. Some of that working already. It yeah. looks like it's going pretty well. So, you know, I applaud those guys. It's, it's hard to do that at scale. I don't know if we quite have that figured out or widespread adaption of, you know, if I had 1200 acres of rye and I wanted to plant corn, whether I'm going to take an eight foot roller and go out there and roll it down. You know, I mean, yeah. that's kind of always the thing. So I don't know if somebody's, you know, I know that guys are experimenting with building bigger rollers, but you got to have bigger tractors. I mean, it's, yeah. those are heavy machines. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen from that, but that looks to be a fairly effective, uh, method, you know, for guys. So, um, yeah, but other than that, I mean, cover crop termination, like you said, are, it didn't get very big this year. No. Things got deteriorated pretty quickly. I don't think we're going to see near the C to N ratio. Plus, we're so much more knowledgeable about yeah, that now yeah. that uh, we should be on the air of the plus side on nitrogen this year. Yep. Yep. And so I don't foresee there being a ton of issues from a carbon standpoint from our cover crops. Right. Agreed. So well, we'll dig in. Let's dig into that a little bit more here, here later as we go about. But good little update here for today, and we'll have a lot more to come here really soon. So thanks for tuning into uh, this episode. We'll keep a lot more updates coming here later this week.